What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode, what, 51 now? Yep. Big Sinner's Barbecue. Uh, sorry, damn, let's go with Big Sinner's Barbecue. Uh, I'm Randy Salinas, joined by my brother, Junior Salinas. And then, of course, uh, we do want to give some prayers out to our brother, Chris Bustos. Uh, if y'all don't know, he has been in the hospital for, what, like the past week or so. Uh, so definitely prayers out to him. Uh, general kind of elaborate on an event that his work's pulling, put in for him on his small business shout out. Uh, but we just want to give some prayers out to Chris. Um, so definitely get well soon. Um, but yeah, we got a good fun episode. This is our Christmas Day special. Uh, so without further ado, let's get this party started. Uh, of course, thank you to our sponsors, which, which are Holy Smoke Spice Company, Brothers Keepers Barbecue, Prairie Fresh. Mad Cow Cutlery, Meat Hugger. Uh, so be sure to check them out on all their social media sites and give their products a try. Uh, like I said, without further ado, let's get this party started. Hey, 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 let's do it. Yes, for sure. Uh, definitely prayers out to him and his family. Um, hopefully he is on the road to recovery. Uh, last week we had a great fun episode. Uh, we're talking things, Christmas ideas, uh, through some inside the pit questions, of course, like always, but uh, like I said, just overall great episode. Let's get into it as we talk traditions. We're going to talk a little bit of barbecue and a little bit of everything else Christmas related that we like to talk about, uh, but let's dive right into it uh, here. Um, I am pulling, I've got a small business shout out, and like I said, it is pertained to uh, Chris uh, Bustos here. Uh, it at his job, Look Cinemas. They are a, he works for a movie theater and he was taking time off for some surgery and uh, thought he was on the road to recovery, got an infection, had to kind of take a couple steps back, but is working on getting back. His company, like I said, Look Cinema is doing a movie night on December 21st. Uh, that's next Wednesday from 7 to 10. They're going to be showing Pulp Fiction. Go to this event. Order, you can eat there. It's a dine-in place. It used to be a studio movie grill uh, out there on 10110 Technology Boulevard uh, East, it, right there in Dallas. Go check it out. They'll be watching Pulp Fiction on the big screen, and the money donated and raised for this will go to Chris and help him with his medical bills, help him with his um his money in general because he was working. He They can only give you so much time off, so he's going to do a lot of it without getting paid. So this will definitely help ease that burden and let him recover uh, as well. Again, look cinema uh, is the thing movie night for the fundraiser uh, for him. They'll be watching the movie Pulp Fiction. You'll see it on our social media. So we do a good job to do it. It is next Wednesday, the 21st of December at 7 PM. So go check it out. What's your small business shout out? Yeah. And certainly, yeah, they did say if you don't, if if you just want to buy a ticket or you want to donate, we'll have the links down below uh, for you to go buy a ticket. If you just want to buy a ticket, just to support that way. Or if you want to donate some money to his uh, little fundraiser that his girlfriend put on, uh, we'll have the links down below. Uh, my small business shout out is Blazing Bones. Uh, he was on one of our very first episodes. Uh, he's got some amazing products. Uh, you know, lots of different rubs and rubs. Uh, so definitely check his stuff out. That's Blazing Bones. You can go to blazingbones.com. 
Uh, if you're driving by uh, the Texan store, it's kind of like a um, Bucky's type deal. Um, the Texan, he's got some all his rubs now in there. He's got some rubs in HEB as well down in Houston. Uh, so be sure to check out Blazing Bones. Like again, he's got some amazing uh, barbecue rubs. Um, just name seven. Like he's got a peachy heat. So if you like, want some peach flavor, uh, definitely give that one, give that one a try. Uh, he's got um, a lemon pepper that our dad loves. Um, so definitely check him out. Uh, again, BlazingBones.com. Uh, that's my small business shout out. Uh, let's see what have we been up to lately because I know that's going to be the next topic uh, <laughs> again just been cooking briskets for the Texas brisket uh, lady uh, so she's got a big order for Central Market so we've just been cooking up briskets for her um, every week and then now we're going to be getting ready for Christmas orders uh, so with the Chris that fundraiser or his work uh, I won't be able to be there I'm going to come home Wednesday night after work and start prepping for a cook on Thursday and then begin doing it again again on Friday. And I'm going to get done with Friday, get some rest, and then cook for Saturday for some customers. So it's going to be busy three or four days for Christmas orders. Uh, but, hey, I love every minute of it. So definitely keep those orders coming. You know, I don't mind losing sleep to, to cook. Definitely don't. Uh, no, that's yeah. a good way to lose some sleep for sure. Uh, definitely, uh, like I said, that's the best way to do it. Uh, mm -hmm. Myself, I do not think I want. We want to go. That was something we had talked about, Chelsea and I. But I uh, don't think I'm going to be able to go. They have moved. Um, I'm now taking on partial role of running the soundboard at the church I go to. So they want me to run it for Christmas Eve. Uh, things that they're going to do rehearsal potentially that night. They may move it to Friday night, which I kind of hope they do. So I can, or uh, sorry, yeah, the 22nd, which will be Thursday. Uh, so I can go to that night. Um, and then that way I can make a, a go out there and support Chris out there. But if not, I may just end up buying, buying a ticket and just buy it or may donate some money to the other call, the other fundraiser uh, for it. But yeah, it, and that's what it is. I've actually, as we speak here, uh, as we tape this Wednesday, the 14th, I've got a rack of ribs on the Weber kettle that we're doing, trying a different way. It was time to wrap. I wrapped it this time in some butcher paper. I want to see what the difference is. People say there's no real difference. Uh, still kind of did the same method that we usually do with our ribs once we wrap it. Uh, now I've got the meat side down. Uh, so just letting it cook now and then see what happens and get it done. And it'll be a good spot once we're done with this to march on some ribs. So, uh, But that's yep. all I've been up to other than that, you know, just uh, – uh, trying to cook, trying to get things done. Uh, I know the orders you had mentioned it. Definitely get those orders in. There's nothing we uh, like better to than to deliver, especially on Christmas Eve or Christmas. You know, to get those there because I know we do not do traditional at all in our family. Uh, they will probably do traditional on Chelsea's side of the family, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of there's brisket orders. It's a couple of hams, um, sausage. So it's a whole lot of cooking, uh, you know, and then of course pork butt. So someone's wanting a pork butt, couple pork 
pork butts on Thursday. Uh, so that's why I'm going to, like I said, come home and start prepping that to cook. So I can deliver that early enough to get some rest. Uh, and then cooking the briskets on Friday night because one of them wants it on Friday. Um, and then going to be doing that. And then turning around and cooking hams, ribs, sausage on Saturday. Um, so like I said, just a whole lot of three days of cooking. Um, you know, just for customers. For us, uh, I think the talk is pozole for Christmas Eve. Uh, and tamales, again, I'm not sure. 100% sure stuff changes from day to day. Uh, <laughs> that it does. But I know for sure tamales is on the menu. That much I do know. Um, and, of course, you know, with with us, I mean, we always kind of done different things, you know, from menudo one year, pozole one year, sandwiches, pizza. It's been, you know, brisket, I think we did it one year. Um, so we did. Kind of, yeah, it's. But all, we've been all over the place. We're not very traditional. No, tradition not, is, not, is Thanksgiving. <laughs> tradition, Thanksgiving. Uh, we've have gone the th the turkey route and stuff. She wanted to do a, a, a traditional one. Um, very rare that we do that though. It's yeah. just because nobody really wants to sit out there and cook that much food. So we do a lot of a little cook, so that way we can uh, get it done. But yeah, we have done a wide variety of uh, Christmas things uh, as far as. The cook stuff, but let's let's dive into because we will go into uh, our best traditions and we'll get into some other talk. Like I said, we've got a list out there that we've asked questions to, but let's dive into our segment inside the pit where we ask questions uh, that go around the pit to different groups about what is going on inside your pit. Today's question, we will start with Randy, uh, and it can be a food or an accessory, but what is your go-to Christmas barbecue item? Very odd question. Yes, I know. But yeah, you, your, what is that? your questions are getting worse and worse. Uh, <laughs> trying to not use the same one. Trying to not, we had a long discussion. We were eating at, uh, with the Rosses at a Texas Roadhouse, and we had a discussion on how a steak should be cooked. Well, we've kind of talked about steak, and I didn't want to dive into it again this this soon. So, um, but it is there. What is that go to accessory that you got to have come Christmas time? Because hey, you look at it from here before you give your answer. Um, Greg, the barbecue broker, said it was his shovel because uh, he wants to keep. You know, he uses his shovel for, of course, um, different things he might run into with the offset with his. Uh, getting his coals ready or getting, you know, adding wood or getting this and that. He said he uses it about every 30 minutes, you know, and sometimes that shovel could be used to prep the station to get the snow and the ice off of uh, where he's going to be cooking. So uh, those yeah. up north that get the snow and stuff, yeah, we don't get too much of it. It's supposed to be cold for Christmas, which is a difference, uh, but we'll see. So, um then some said they like, you know, they want to do their go they for their Christmas. They like he does a homemade pork loin ham. Uh so he does that there for them. Some said a bunch of people said prime rib. That it seems to be the really the go-to uh about it. And then he said some say he gets smoked tubes because they're on clearance at that time during for Walmart. Yep. Uh, and he'll get other accessories and stuff as well. 
uh, from there. And then one said, I, he likes to, his go-to thing, he has a pit barrel smoker. Uh, he just lights it up, you know, maybe out there to uh, keep, keep it warm. He doesn't have a, you know, fire pit or something. That's one thing I should have asked for because uh, it, but he may use that as his fire pit or something. What would be your, if you're cooking, like you're going to cook for Christmas time, it's cold, it's whatever. What was that one thing you said? I got to have this out there. Uh, if I'm cooking like food wise, uh, probably some kind of like steak brisket, maybe. Um, uh, can't really say prime bread because we, we never ate it or cooked it. <laughs> never uh, cooked it. So I'd probably say probably brisket, to be honest. Um, Food-wise, like in general for Christmas, would probably be tamales. Um, Ooh, yes. And then barbecue accessory. Um, I'd definitely probably say, yeah, I can understand where Greg's talking about his shovel. Um, I would probably say, honestly, like, the, like a towel. Because with me, you know, cleaning the uh, the table right there, you know, where the smoker is, um, you know, the table rack on it. Uh, yeah. Cleaning it off when, you know, when debris gets on there. Um, using it to close the lid, open the lid. Um, you know, wipe your hands, stuff like that. That's basically what I use all the time when I'm cooking. Because um, it just say it says time when it comes to cleanup and then of course you can have one you know to mess with the meat to, to check it you know without having to put on gloves um, but if you have you know a good pair of gloves you can also go with that you know magnus chef gloves if you got that as well um, but yeah i would say probably a towel i would say that yeah i mean a towel is really good like you said a shovel because it is mm -hmm. they're more more you know he may be getting snow on his his pit right there and he may want to get that away from it or um, clear stuff also. Uh, I definitely would think it's a more that question's more of in your area. And I think that's probably why people were like, huh, on it. But it, it's understandable. Um, yep. Like you said, my question is I'm going to have to do some more research or more thought into it, which you know me. Um, I would say probably, yeah, some gloves, depending on the weather. You know, hey, maybe you want to have some gloves out there just to keep your hands warm because uh, it can get cold. You know, definitely. Um, there, but to me, I think the go-to barbecue accessory, even if we did it year-round, the go-to barbecue accessory is a good chair, man. You gotta have something good to sit in while you're waiting, drinking some beer, stuff like that. So, um, that would be mine. And you know, if you can get some shade in the summertime, especially here, then uh, you yep. go with that. But I would say, yeah, for sure. Uh, what would you if you had? And you mentioned steak. That's the thing. I was thinking of that steak, cooking some steaks for it. But you mentioned pasoli and stuff. How do you think, and you're just thoughts here, how do you think tamales would come out if they were smoked? Do you think we could get it hot enough to even cook them? You just have to get the water to, to boil and steam. Um, I don't think you would get smoke in there, would you? If you leave them uncovered, you will. If not, you're not going to. Not gonna get that smoke. Uh -uh. So now I saw. It kind of depends on how you do it. Most people they're just gonna cook the meat uh -huh. on the smoke, like smoke the meat, and then 
you know, do it that way. So it's still kind of the same thing. I saw uh, family in West Texas did some uh, brisket tamales. I think that's something we need to try and do. But like you said, we don't know how to do it. So we'd have to convince you, mom, to, <laughs> to yeah, make it. Has, she has done it before. Has uh, she? Yeah, this came, out, this came out good. Um, it's just keeping the meat from drying out when it's uh, being steamed. Yeah, some, sometimes it can dry out. Um, but what she did was put a, some barbecue sauce in there to kind of give it some kind of moisture in there. Uh, and like I said, yeah, it, they turned out pretty good. It wasn't, you know, phenomenal. Like, oh, my God, you got to make this all the time. Correct. But she, she did that, I want to say, probably a couple of years ago. Uh, it would definitely be a challenge for sure because you're right. It is recooking that meat. Um mm-hmm on it as well but um we'll see like i said that's just some some thoughts on it you know we did our uh the the accessories we've asked that question what was your must-have accessories and stuff on tiktoks and 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 stuff and we just wanted to dive in a little bit on the inside the pit um and of course you know our tips for like we always say be careful know your weather report before you start cooking like I was going to do the ribs a different way, but I was like, maybe we'll hold off, do it tomorrow. And then we're like, yeah, it's supposed to be colder tomorrow and colder the next day and be cold. I don't want to be out there in the cold. Um, so this is a perfect chance, the perfect time to go ahead and do it and, and knock it out. So that's what I did. But I know okay. your weather report because, you know, we did have some weather, some storms. So you don't want to be out there cooking and you got some heavy rain or tornado potentially headed your way. So. Uh, stay safe while you're out there as well. But you got any other tips or tricks? Uh, no, yeah, definitely stay, uh, stay, stay warm. Uh, be careful in what you're, whatever you're cooking out. Um, you know, if you if you're not sure on how to cook something, definitely just ask. Uh, and then, of course, again, just always try different things and see. You know, find out what you like. Um, you know, because that's the way you're going to find out the techniques. The way you you and your family enjoy it, because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that matters. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's one thing I'd have to probably say um, on the, on that. Um, any other questions, barbecue questions? Um, let's let me give you and let's give y'all a review. I we the other day we went to a event happened to be downtown Dallas where we uh some nutcracker light show looking thing that was in a building down there and it happened to be the same time the parade was going on so there was no parking we had to park 20 minutes away it felt like uh found the parking went there and then we met up with uh Derek and Becca and some other people and we went to Ferris Wheelers the barbecue joint down there in Dallas uh it's been on several shows it's gotten good reviews uh, Becca said she liked the food there, and that's where it was kind of for her birthday. This is where she wanted to go. We're going. Um, overall, on a scale of one to ten, I'd give it a five overall. Uh, sides were salty. We had some okra and some mac and cheese. The okra was salty, but good. Mac and cheese was good. Uh, the pickles were, they had a little, came, their food came with pickles, was good. Um, they didn't have turkey. Said it was a nationwide shortage, but yet you can go into the stores and buy turkey. Uh, I wish 
places would just tell you, we don't want to pay that price for the turkey <laughs> and be honest with it. Uh, so we didn't get to try the turkey, and that's usually our staples. When we go somewhere, we get brisket, turkey, and either ribs or uh, pulled pork or something. Well, we got some ribs. The ribs were pretty were tender and, and good. They were good. We got three ribs. We ordered, because they wouldn't let us for some reason order half a pound of brisket. They wanted us to order this special and should have stuck to my guns on what I was ordering. So we had to do that and had to order the pulled pork. The brisket, when we ordered just a quarter of a pound, which is what they want us to do, came out to be one slice of brisket. Was not a fan of it. It was okay. It, it, not, not a fan. I didn't taste really any smoke in it. There was some flavor in it. Um, we went back and got some more brisket because your niece loves brisket. She loved it. She was tearing it up. So we went back and got a half a pound. This time we got two slices of brisket. So, and they weren't that thick. We've made them that thick before. I would, I was like, I wish I had brought a, you know, something to weigh it because this is, I felt we were getting cheated, but. They didn't weigh it whenever you were there? They brought it in the back and brought it to us. So they didn't hand you the tray and give it to you. You'd go sit down and then five minutes later, somebody would bring you your tray. Um, like I said, it was a little concerning what that, but I was like, okay, you know, I'm getting full. Let me try. I like the fatty bark side of it, of the brisket. The, it had no, that's where it had some flavor, but the bark was not really bark. It was hard to describe it is I feel with the bark, you should be able to take your fingernail kind of knock some of it off. You couldn't do that with this one. It almost felt like they had markered it up and made it look like pork. Um, their pulled pork, I'll be nice because we don't wish anybody harm. We don't wish anything. They could get some practice on it. They need some practice. Maybe you, you had to load it down with barbecue sauce or else it was dry. So, uh, super dry, which pulled pork can be. We've done it where if you, you've had to put pork things. So I was not a fan of that establishment, that variety of food that I got. And it could have just been maybe they had issues in the back or something. But uh, go check it out, Ferris Wheelers. Tell me I'm wrong. If, if I'm wrong, please call me out on it. Say, hey, you got it on a bad day. You need to go when so-and-so is cooking. Or you need to go order it from the back, not the inside. Uh, so whatever. Uh, but that was my review on it. And uh, it was okay. Like I said, a 5 out of 10. If um, you wanted barbecue and you need it that way, go there. Just, you know, I would stay away from the pool part would be my one suggestion. Yeah, but yeah I think he that's could. my. He uses like four or five different wood combinations, I think. Like three or at least three or four. Um, I want to say it's like pecan, hickory, and post oak or something like that. Wow. That's a... So, yeah, it's not it's not a lot of smoke. And then the, what he cooks it on also doesn't pr produce a lot of smoke. Um, that could okay. That, that could be part of it. Um, now, when I cook the brisket, you don't really taste a lot of it because of the pecan. It's just mild taste. Yeah. And I don't want to throw, you know, cook with, you know, have a lot of smoke in there because if you have too much smoke, it's going to give you heartburn. Um, that could be, you know, some of it. Um, but yeah, the bark, when, though, is the questioning. <laughs> 
the bark from what I can probably think of is they may have cooked it without wrapping it or they may have wrapped it towards the time that it's almost done. Because um, I know if brisket, if you don't wrap it, um, then you get that kind of crunchy bark to where it doesn't come off at all. Yeah. Or some of it, like 90% of it will stay on. Um, now, most of the time, like when you slice in a brisket, brisket, you should at least see some of it, you know, come off, some of it kind of move. Um, you know, if you have too much heat on it, it may kind of char too much, um, maybe. Yeah, I hadn't seen any kind of restaurant that has a bark to where some of it don't come off. Um, and it was on the fat yeah. part on top of that. Usually it yeah. doesn't stick too well to that. Uh, it was just a little questioning. You know, like I said, it was still good. I ate it. Eden ate it. Chelsea ate it. Um, they've got other food there. Somebody had a baked potato. It was a huge baked potato. Uh, they, they loved it. Um, you know, Derek and them had some other, uh, they had wings or stuff. So they offer a wide variety of it. But uh, we went in there, and that's what Chelsea and I do is we uh, order those things usually. And to kind of, those are, I feel, the staples. You need to do those good um, if you're going to be good at it. But like I said, it, it what maybe I said, we could have caught it on a bad day. They could have been having issues. Um, maybe it was a different cook, uh, somebody trying it out because they've been slow. Who knows? But, uh, you know, I could give it another yeah. shot. But like you said, uh, for sure. Like we said, we always try it twice. So uh, if we're ever in the neighborhood, maybe we'll give it a shot. And uh, we'll come back with another review. Yeah. Yeah. Now, sure. speaking of barbecue, yeah, I did have. So yesterday at work, um, they fed us. Um, kind of like a Christmas kind of thing. Spring uh, Creek. And I was thinking, you know, turkey, you know, stuffing, all that kind of stuff. Um we had Dickie's barbecue, and I was already in line, so I was like, I'll try it um, and see. You know, free food is free food. I'm not going to complain about free food. Uh, you know, best food to me, you know, is free. Um, but not sure which Dickie's they had. I would probably say somewhere there in Richardson, I would assume. Um, or Yeah, Richardson, Dallas area, I would probably would say. Uh, but, you know, they had... You know, the beans, which basically to me tastes kind of like bush bush beans. Um, and then, you know, potato salad, coleslaw. Coleslaw, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. The potato salad was um, decent. Um, you know, to me, if if I don't eat the potato salad, uh, I don't like it. Um, but theirs was, was decent, um, which I did finish it. Um, the sausage, which was good, um, but wasn't overwhelming. I would probably say maybe like a six out of, you know, one out of ten. I would give it a six. Um, their best thing that they had that they served us was the chicken. Um, that chicken was really good. Um, the brisket was okay. Um, wasn't, you know, to die for. Um, but kind of that, you know, franchise quality barbecue that you would think you would get at a Dickie's Spring Creek barbecue. Those type of, you know, franchises, that's kind of the typical brisket that you would got. Um, you know, like I said, overall, I mean, everything was good, but, you know, it was it was pretty, so I'm not going to really complain too much. 
I don't spend anything. Uh, True that. No, that's why I tell you, but I mean, it's it's not, you know, definitely I wouldn't say top 10, top 15 barbecue, you know, joints in the DFW area, but I mean, I'm not going to complain about it. I mean, I could, but hey, if I finished it, you know, that <laughs> if I'd have thrown it away, then that would be selling. Correct. It, but it's hard to compete. Like, in, you know, there's people out there that love Spring Creek barbecue, that love Dickies, will vouch for it, will go to bat for it. But to me, it's hard when you have your mom and pop shops, you know, your Terry Blacks, your Franklins, your, you know, uh, Danes, and um, I forget the other one that's big in Fort Worth, or even any one of them, these mom and pop ones that do it and they're out there. You know, even like Pit Pals Barbecue, where there's just guys out there doing it to go to something that they put a little bit more love, a little bit more passion, they care a little bit more about it than an actual chain barbecue joint will. Um, you know, I think there's just a difference, and they cook it exactly, probably exactly the same, but, you know, there's I feel the difference because they are putting that extra little love, that extra little care that these big old chains won't do or don't have to do. Because they're they're already making their money um, on it, so uh, that's what I feel, and that's why I like I think I tend to go for that mom and pop spot or homemade barbecue um, when 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 I'm able to get it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there is a big difference between you know mom and pops or you know kind of those small business ones versus the franchise ones. The franchise ones, you're not, they're not really kind of putting that much care, like you said. Um, they're not using most of their own seasonings. Um, they're kind of just telling, you know, someone, hey, this is what we need. They're getting everything shipped to them. Um, versus, you know, someone like, you know, Terry Black's, um, Dane's, you know, Pet Pals. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on, right? What they're doing is they're making their own rubs. They're taking the time to see what what meat selection they like. They're, you know, the sauce, you know, everything. They're putting all that extra care, all that love into it. And sometimes you can taste that, even though you can't physically taste that. You can, you get that sense that they put that care and love into it. Um, so you can kind of taste taste the difference. Uh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. There is a, there is totally a, a big difference in in those two. Yeah. Um, let's see, and then of course, so speaking of the barbecue broker, I know you brought him up earlier. He did ask a question. Uh, oh. He asked a question on YouTube, uh, kind of our opinion on: Do we prefer brining a chicken or not, or do we not think it needs to? My opinion, like I told him, is I do enjoy brining the chicken or turkey because I think it does add more flavor to it. Um, you can impart so many different things, um, and it does help give it more moisture on there. Um, certainly, so if I have time, I would prefer to brine. If I'm cooking a lot of chickens or you know stuff like that, um, maybe the catering order, and I just have to you know pull them apart. Then I'm just going to smoke them and just cook them to the right temperature. I think if you cook it without brining it to that perfect 160, 165 temperature um, and letting it rest, you're going to maintain all that moisture in it. Uh, now, if like I said, if you want to impart those more flavors, certainly brine it 
which is nothing wrong with it. I know if you have certain people, they say, you know, you don't need to. Uh, keep it simple. Just cook it. Take it to the right temperature and be done with it. But if you're ever cooking a chicken, you cook it to 165, it's still dry. Uh, doesn't taste very good. It's bland. Try brining it and see, you know, just parting different flavors. Whether it's sugar, salt, garlic, onion, you know, any different things that you can uh, throw in there. You can impart so many different flavors. That's my opinion on it. Uh, you got something to add? Any kind of opinion on it? You could. I mean, when it comes definitely for turkeys, that's the biggest thing you hear. Brine your turkey. Brine your turkey. Um, chicken for sure. But in brining it, you can also do what people is now going around saying is the dry brine. It's put your rubs on there. Put your salt. Put whatever seasonings and all that you're going to do. Set it back in the refrigerator for uh, a couple hours uh, and let it just kind of sit there and let it sweat and soak into the chicken so that you get that flavor throughout um, the thing. You can do it with steaks. You can do it. I did it with ribs today. Uh, we'll see how they come out um, here in a little bit. But uh, it, it's just that's what you can do as well. So, you know, I don't I mean, if you're not having success with chicken, then do it. You know, uh, I know people that will season it as it's on the grill. They won't pre-season it. They, as they put the bottom, then they season, and then they'll flip it at a certain point, season that side. So, um, you know, I always like to, you know, prep it, season it before, so that way when it gets to the grill, I really don't have to season it anymore. Just kind of let it do its thing and uh, go from there. Yeah, definitely. Season it before. Um, you know, like with chicken breast, you can definitely um, – Season them, put them in a bag, and kind of just letting them marinate. Um, certainly, you can probably do the same thing with a whole chicken. Um, you do have to kind of get it under the skin in order to kind of impart some flavors in there. Um, so definitely, we're doing like a chicken half. You can definitely do that. Pull the yep. skin back, do it that way. Whole chicken, you just kind of have to, you know, peel the skin up a little bit to kind of get it under. But it's not impossible. You can definitely do that. Correct. And you're just going to impart it. Yeah, more flavors. Um, and, you know, again, like we've, we said, there's no rules. You can do whatever you want. Trying something that's not successful. Try something else to see. You can get a better result. <laughs> I watched something today as I was curious <laughs> on some things. And uh, it was from, I was watching Diva Q, you know, world champion pit master. She's won the world championships before in various categories and all, you know, big time. Uh, in the barbecue competition thing, and she said it best when it's at your house and your money, do it your way. Yep. Period. It's true. <laughs> you know, it's she's true. giving you ideas and tips, but she's like, if you don't like it, do it your way. If you want to wrap it, you know, like I said, I'm trying something different, wrapping it in butcher paper as opposed to ribs instead of foil, which, if, you know, that's the big thing, wrap it in foil, wrap it in foil. You know, I'm trying it different. You know, let's try something um, from there. But um, if you're paying for it, you're paying for the meat, hey, you do it your way. This is how I do chicken. My family loves it. Go for it. Um, it's kind of the reasons why I haven't said, you know, like Chelsea's dad makes chicken a certain way. Am I a big fan of it? Not really. It's good, but I think it could be better. But everybody else loves it and likes it. I didn't pay for the chicken, so and he's not asking for my opinion on it. So I'm not going to give it to him. Uh, the yep. day he does, then a day I, I got my I'm, my guns ready to go. But um, you know, I'm gonna yeah, bring out my notepad. 
<laughs> Hang on one second. I'm glad you asked. Uh, but, you know, and he even admits like, hey, you know, he, he, he likes to do it a little low and slow on the grill. He didn't, the last time he cooked it was on a propane and, when you're used to charcoal and you go to propane, there is a difference. There is a learning curve, a cooking curve, I should say. Uh, but yeah. So like I said, do it your way. And that's what we said. There's no right or wrong way. And people that want to say, do it this way. If you don't do it this way, you're doing it wrong. Then they don't know what they're talking about. Cause if your way, if your family eats it, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. That is Boom. sure. Uh, any other barbecue things that you want to ask before, we dive into that holiday segment. Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, it is getting closer to Christmas. I think when this comes out, um, you'll be about a week or so away. If you're still looking for that idea um, for that special someone, hit us up. Give we'll give you some ideas. Give you some cooking things. If you're looking to try our rubs and sausage, and you're afraid, hey. They may not get to you in time, and you're local. Hey, we may be able to arrange where we meet meet up with you um, for there and, and get it to you sooner. If you're out of state or something, and you want to try it, hit us up. Ask. We can see what we can do about trying to get it to you before Christmas. UPS is the postal service is crazy, so you you may not, but maybe we can, like I said, maybe something can be arranged uh, to help you out. So. Let us know any questions or anything you're looking I just for. Let that you know, special I'm not saying all that. He's saying that. I'm saying all that. I will help you. Yeah, that's uh, not what I'm saying. Now, if you're in New York, you're if you're in Oklahoma, you're close potentially. If you're in Louisiana, that's a little bit further of a drive. If you're in New Mexico, that's way too far of a drive. Sorry, uh, you know. But maybe we meet halfway or something. You know, to drop it off with again. You know, that is him saying that. That is Junior Selena saying that, not Raina Selena. <laughs> <laughs> Me, the only thing I can say is we will ship it. We can't guarantee that it's going to get to you. Before. Correct. Uh, but that is it. <laughs> but you never know. We might throw yeah, something in there for your truck. Yeah, USPS, FedEx, UPS, uh, DHL. I think today this was the deadline. I think so, yesterday, yesterday or today, the fourth. It was the deadline. Uh, was the deadline uh, we'll to see. ensure that it's going to get to you before Christmas? But, you know, if it, if it don't, you can have it for the new year. Uh, you can sh certainly should have it before New Year's Eve. If not before 2020, in 2023, you will have it. So, for sure. Yeah. And don't pay for it. Don't do overnight shipping because they're still going to take forever and they're going to charge you through the roof. So that's my last tip of it. But like I said, if you're local and you're something, maybe we can help you out. Uh, definitely hit us up. Don't be afraid to ask. The worst thing we're going to say is, no, we can't do that. Sorry. Order it, and this is what we can, you know. The worst we're going to say is no. Uh, but you won't know unless you ask, and that's my my, my opinion on that. So definitely, yep. let's get into it here. Uh, our holiday traditions, another question we have asked. Um, I think you asked a certain question on TikTok. Did you get any? What was the question again? Uh the one response I got so far was uh, that they wake up early as a family, they open up their presents, and then they prepare for a big meal. Um, certainly, I've seen that a lot, is uh, opening up presents Christmas Day, uh, eating, you know, a big meal, and then a lot of people have done, you know, their special for Christmas tradition is prime rib. Um, I think with the Bustos, with Chris and them, it's ham. Uh, 
believe he said that last year. Um, ham is their staple for their family. Not 100% sure of that. Um, I know with us, we do everything on Christmas Eve. So Saturday we will do it. Um, and, you know, we'll eat whatever the menu is. We'll eat, open up presents, play a couple games or so. Um, and then everyone disperses as families. Um, and, you know, whatever they want to do Christmas Day, that is up to them. That's the answer I got. Uh, what'd you get? Did you get any kind of responses? We did. I asked the overall questions, you know, traditions. Uh, I, I said, what's your top five Christmas movies? What's your, you know, your food, traditions? What is it? Um, and like I said, we've said ours is ours is pretty much Christmas Eve. We have a new one with Eden. We'll do hers Christmas morning. Get, let her get up and, you know, of course, have the presents from Santa. Let her open it. Let her have fun. And then that evening we'll go to her family's uh, Christmas stuff and they have more of the traditional uh, thing. But I asked the question and you were right. A lot of people said prime rib. Uh, some Ed said uh, standing rib roast. Uh, you know, mom said tamales or pasoli. Let's see. As I go through all of these, people gave a, a long list um, as well. One said, usually it's, uh, of course, ham and turkey, and it's very popular, prime rib. We're just going to have to try it, uh, do it. Uh, Linda Bustos, Chris uh, Bustos' mom, said uh, eating panduce and drinking Mexican hot chocolate uh, there while watching yep. uh, a movie. So we'll get into the movies here in a second. Uh, and then Carl Taylor, Carl said steaks and fixings and buttermilk chest pie um, is his favorites there. And uh, we will definitely see more coming in, I think, as the night goes on. But uh, I would agree, you know, let's eat that. Let's have some pie. Let's do some, uh, have some sweets. You know, like I said, we usually play a game. This week, this one we'll see about playing a game. We might be watching a game is my hope and prayer that the game gets flexed. So that I don't completely miss it. Nope, you're gonna miss it. It's gonna be a three o'clock. Sorry for your it's, loss. Yeah, I have a feeling it will be, but I had no. I have if we do, if we do the since we're doing the the thing early, I could have my earpiece in listening to the game nope. while the turkey. I'll be running call, the soundboard. Nobody, nobody pays attention sure to me. Nothing. On. Nothing. No one pays attention to me. Hmm, just little on me in the corner. Damn it! <laughs> that will be that will be that will be tough to keep my mouth shut. Uh, yeah, that, it'll, probably, it'll it'll probably be flexed. I I would say it'd be one hundred percent flexed if the Bears somehow beat the Eagles. I guarantee you they're gonna play be playing Sunday night. Or oh Saturday yeah, if night. the Cowboys they're win, gonna be, they're going to Eagles beat. lose. This week, yes, I would one thousand percent. I would yeah, because it's going to be all attention on for the NFC East. Then it would be the division and a first round by uh, on the line. So um, for sure, uh, I think it could flex it anyways. That's my hope. But like I said, it's just a hope and a prayer. If not, hey, it, you've missed your fair share of Cowboy games this year. Um, so it, yeah, either way, it yeah, as long as they play on Saturday, I will be watching work on Sunday, Christmas Day. Which, you know, I'm not going to complain too much. 
uh, going to be getting double time on that anyway. Holiday pay plus work the regular time. Ooh, I forgot you would have to work. <laughs> but let's but, get into this topic. Top five Christmas movies. The, the one that just came in. Is it a Christmas movie? Yes or no? Yes, Die Cassie Hard says movie. yes. The Christmas movie. Yes. I saw the commercial. There was a commercial that said, "If Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, then neither is Home Alone." Uh, well, according to Bruce Willis, it is not a Christmas Christmas movie. It's a Bruce Willis movie, but <laughs> it really is a Bruce Willis Christmas movie. Um, I mean, are you, the way I look at it, if it, it takes time at a Christmas party, Christmas party is Christmas um, to me. So to me, it's a die, it's die Hard as a Christmas movie. Because uh, most of the time on every Christmas day that I remember, Die Hard somehow, somewhere gets played. Whether it be HBO, um, TNT, somewhere. Um, so somewhere, someone plays it. Correct, correct. Now, the biggest Christmas movie is you obviously going to be Christmas Story. Now, my top five Christmas movies in my particular or, order okay. uh, probably would be Christmas Story. Um, I can only watch it once. I'm not going to watch it all day. <laughs> you know, the Santa Claus, probably one and two are both good. Third one, not so much. Um, but okay. Tim Allen does kind of bring something to that day. Um and then I was thinking, you know, I hadn't seen it in a while. The Miracle on the 34th Street. Um, the wow. newer one. Um, okay. You hadn't, you hadn't seen that one in forever. Uh-huh. And then probably Die Hard. Okay. Come alone. Uh, either one, again, one or two. You can go, before, we'll go really, into it. You can't go wrong with, with Home Alone. Yeah, this probably, uh, I would say those probably be my top five. Ed said it. Ed said it best when he comes to those. Um, he put the Santa Claus series and the Home Alone series because there are series you watch them both. Um, he he put uh, Ed put Christmas Vacation one, Elf two, Santa Claus series three, Home Alone series uh, four, and then The Grinch with Jim Carrey in it oh, as number five. That's a yeah. great one. Uh, I would you know that's a good one. Um, Let's see. Uh, Ashley, uh, Chris's girlfriend, said Christmas Vacation, uh, The Four Christmases, Elf, Home Alone, Santa Claus Movies, Bad Santa. That's kind of funny. Um, if Die Hard's one, then Bad Santa's definitely got to be one, right? Uh, and then she put Just Friends. She said that she did. there was too many. She had to list more than five. Uh, so that's good. Certain people, like Richard said, they don't really have a favorite Christmas, but they love to go to the movies on Christmas Day to watch a new movie, so uh, that's good. Uh, I would go with my top five. I would agree with you. Christmas Story, I have to watch it. Um, they have a new Christmas Story coming out that's way... It's got Ralphie in the future. Yeah, where he you know, comes he's back. Bad. So I'm interested to kind of see that, uh, but I would go Christmas Story, uh, Christmas Vacation for sure. Um, can't go wrong with the grits walls on Christmas time. Uh, I would agree with you, Santa, with Ed too. Santa Claus, the moot, the series, the Home Alone series. Um, I think I would probably do the Grinch as well. 
uh, the Jim Carrey because yeah. it just he plays that part really good. Um, and I don't know if you saw the thing on it, but he somebody came up to him one day and said, "Look, it's the Grinch! It's the Grinch!" To so play a joke on it, and uh, he turned yeah, he with did that face, face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did it, and they really thought that was no makeup. That wasn't makeup. And he's like, no, that was me. Uh, so that's definitely there. He can definitely play that part. So I think those would be, I mean, but you're right. Like the, you know, Miracle on 34th Street's a good one. Die Hard uh, is definitely a good yeah. one. The only one I don't I don't really care for is the Elf. Um, I'm, not I'm not a, a huge real, Elf fan I'm not either. a big fan of it. Um, no, that's not a, a bad movie. Um, I'm just not a fan of most of his of Will Ferrell's movies. He's a great actor. You know, he's had some great movies for sure, but that one to me was just kind of over the top for me. Correct. It's not a must watch. I can get by without watching it. That's it they were running a marathon on it. Chelsea kept turning it to it, and I would leave the room. I would go into their office, and she's like, "Why do you keep leaving the room?" I was like, "I don't want to see Elf. I just I can only watch it once. You've had it playing for twice now, and I, I can't do it." I could get by watching it once, but you know, it's not. If I could go without seeing it, which so far I have, knock on wood, um, I'm okay with that. But uh, for sure, um, got to do the Christmas story. Like I said, they'll be running, usually run a marathon. Yeah, I wanted to always TV run day. it. Yeah. From midnight, 1201 to the next day. What would be dad's favorite Christmas movies? Would it be The Lifetime Network? Yeah, he's been watching. Yes, our dad watches The Lifetime Network. He's, he's, he's been watching check. that since before Thanksgiving. Let's just put he's been watching it since he watches what is it, Christmas in July? He watches all the Christmas stories. And, <laughs> and I, I tell him every day it is the same movie, different actors, different plot, but it all end up in the same. Someone comes back home from work on vacation. They have to do something. They fall in love with somebody. They don't like him. And then at the end, oh, my God, I love him. And it's the same. <laughs> How does that go again? It's the same movie. Oh, my God, yes. It is. It's the same thing. They fall in love. They fall out. They stay. And then they end up staying where they were going. Yeah, they push them away. Whatever. They, they yeah. run and catch them on their, before they leave on their flight. And yeah, and he, he the crazy thing is he's all about he could have seen it every year, every the same one, and he will be just as excited every year that as if he's never seen it before. I don't know uh, what it is, but he acts like he, even movies that he doesn't see that you know he's seen yeah. thirty five thousand times, he acts like he's never seen it before. Um, so oh, so there was uh, speaking of that, there was what movie was it? Um, Trouble with the curve. Uh, there's a part of the movie where he cusses towards the end, and I don't remember the exact line, but it's somewhere towards the end of it. I'd have to try to pull that clip for the, the next one. The one with Clint Eastwood? Yeah, Clint Eastwood. Um, someone asked him something, and he just off the wall cusses and it's just like a crazy cussing response you don't you don't wouldn't think that you hear it from him but you hear it and he's seen this movie 50 times and the other day they were watching it and that line pops up and both him and mom go 
I have never heard him say that. <laughs> what have you not been paying attention? <laughs> uh, I don't remember what, also, is it, what is it. Is it where the guys on the field and the, the drafty strikes out from the the guy that was selling peanuts? I think I so. I think he says that's what we call trouble with the curve no, jackass. Or no. no. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it could have been that. Uh yeah, it was just an awful. He, he does crazy, cuss somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah, he does cuss somewhere in. There. I don't know exactly where, but it's a, it, it is a good movie. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but uh, I want to say it's toward towards the end. It may have been before that line, um, and you're just like you you hear, it, and you're just like you it doesn't really register with it, but you hear it, and, it, and they heard it. <laughs> That's awesome. Like they heard it. Oh my god! Yeah. First time I've ever seen them. Like oh my, he said it every time. <laughs> They say it all the time. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, he's crazy with it um, for sure. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, he has his shows, he watches his shows, uh, and he's, he's stuck on them. Um, but, you know, he's seen their shows he's watched when he was a little kid. He acts like he's never seen it. And he's, I watched this when I was this age. He watches it every year since he's like 15 years old or whatever. Yeah. And he's, he, yeah, he still watches the match every now and then. I watch, I, so yeah, he watches those shows. If you make a movie and he likes it, he will guarantee you he yep. will watch it two hundred times, and every time he will find something new that he's never heard before. It is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, those are those are some good holiday traditions, some good movies. Uh, anything, anything else holiday wise we want to dive into? We're diving into sports. Uh, holiday wise, like I said, um, for me, you know, I love getting, I love getting, for me, and a lot of people say it's about the giving. For me, I like to give my gifts. Don't get me wrong. Um, Chelsea drives me crazy because she loves to give gifts, you know, uh, for sure. So she loves to give them and, uh, she's getting a little sticker shock from something that's going on. I won't mention, I won't say it here, but, um, hey. It is what it is at this point in the day, but like I said, uh, you're out there, and you know, like I said, give those gifts, enjoy what you get. Like I said, I'm excited to see what I get come Christmas. I want to know. We and our family, we draw names, uh, which has saved us a lot of money. Uh, we use Elster, so you can create your list, and then they can buy it directly from there, and you, boom, you're done. So there's no guessing, so that's kind of cool with that, so... Uh, but other than that, I got nothing else. I mean, I'm excited. You know, it's Christmas time. Um, looking forward to that four-day weekend. I'll be off Friday uh, for Chelsea's birthday. She's on the 23rd. And then, of course, we're closed Monday in observance of Christmas, even though Christmas is on a Sunday. But you'll be at work, so it won't matter. Yeah, I'll begin to get – I think we're, we're getting a holiday pay for Sunday, Monday. Getting that double time and a half. Yep. Uh, so I'm not going to be complaining. Not when he come to that trick. Yeah, definitely not nothing to, to complain about. Uh, yeah, that is it. Uh, we'll dive Let's... into around the pit. We'll talk about everything around the barbecue pit. Uh, this week, before we kind of get started, just want to give a, uh, a rest in peace shout out to a great legend that we sports lost in Mike Leach. Definitely, you don't have to be a fan of Texas Tech. You know, for us, we don't like Texas Tech. But he was a great coach. You never knew what he was going to say. 
Uh, he did get some great clips. So definitely the coaching world, the sports world, is mourning his loss. Uh, so rest in peace, Mike Leach. And prayers to his family and everyone who knew him closely. Uh, yeah, so definitely rest in peace. Uh, and then, of course, Cowboys played um, on Sunday. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch it. But I kind of knew what was going to happen. I had a feeling. You were at work, weren't you? I was at work. Uh, I was not really shocked when I come out and saw that they barely won. Um, you know, again, you know, facing you know a team that just four four hours away, you're going to get get their best shot. And again, just like Dak said, you, no matter who you play, they could be the worst team. The team has never won. Um, they're going to get the best effort. And the Cowboys don't put their best effort for four quarters. It's going to be a close one. And I think that's what they saw. That's what you saw four quarters. I would agree. My biggest takeaway from the game, um, I would look at it, you know, frustrated because, yeah, uh, they're in it because of turnovers, the the, the uh, muffed punt turnover, the two interceptions they scored off of, uh, well, one interception they scored, the other one we were able to make a goal line stand. Uh, why they didn't kick the field goal is beyond me. I would have kicked it. That way if they were up by six, if they score, all I have to do is get in the field goal range and we can potentially win the game with some time that way. So that's just me. Uh, but um, – they did, but my biggest takeaway, you know, the 98-yard drive, 317 left, to go that far, make those throws, and he looked really good in that drive, Dak, that is. Uh, and I'm no by any means a Dak fan. I constantly say Dak is trash um, because you don't know what you're going to get, and I figured it was going to be a rough outing when he started the game off. When he starts the game on fire, first Usually it's the first three you can tell on, but lately it's been five, three to five passes. If he's hitting them and he's hitting guys where they're supposed to in stride, leading them, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wrap. Yep, it's gonna be a wrap. But when he's not hitting that pass, when it's off, it's behind him, it's high. Um, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a rough game, and you just you got to get used, got to get ready for that. Uh, my biggest issue though is it's funny because. Last week, we destroyed the Colts, and we were the number one team um, favored to win the Super Bowl. Now we struggle against the Texans, and now we're the fourth to get it. So it's a week-by-week league. But why is it okay? Why is it bad when the Cowboys struggle that it's a crime? It's a travesty. But when the Eagles struggle to beat a team, they're consistent. They way to persevere, way to fight through a bad game and win. Why can't the Cowboys get credit for winning an ugly game? A win is a win. And that was my thing. I was posted on Twitter, on Facebook, on TikTok. A win is a win. Yep. Yes, it was ugly, but we won the game. The Eagles only beat them by seven or eight. We beat them by four. They only beat the Colts by one. They barely beat the Vikings. We destroyed the Vikings. We destroyed the Colts. You know, people want to say, well, the Cowboys were only up by two against the Colts in the third quarter. Last time I agreed with Michael Irvin on it. Last time I checked, it was a four-quarter ball game. We didn't stop playing at the third. Even if we would have won by two points, still we beat the Colts by more points 
than the than the Eagles did. And the Eagles had to have a last second drive. If he stopped on that, the Eagles lose. Period. There's no time for them to get the ball back or nothing. So, um, I don't get it. You know, um, defense does need to kind of get that run in order, get the run in check. Uh, so, uh, but we'll see. I uh, will see. Yeah. What's your take it, on the college football playoff, though? After you uh, say that. Yeah, so it is mainly it's the Cowboys, so they got to kind of bash the Cowboys a little bit. You can't be – well, that was a great great game, you know, fourth quarter drive by Dak, you know. Um, when I come out from my lunch and looked at this – or, yeah, looked at the score and looked at the stats, the first thing I saw, I was like, okay, this was a long game. They didn't play very good. When I see Dak had 39 attempts and only completed 24, that's not what I want to see. And to see Zeke and Pollard only have 25 carries, you know, combined, that's not a recipe to to be to consistently be winning. Um, take a look at the Eagles, you know, the Chiefs, um, the Bills. When they are consistently blowing teams out, they're consistent with the run game. They're consistent with the passing game. You know what they're going to expect. Um, you know, you know what you're going to get. You know, you know, hey, if, uh, if the Eagles are running 40 times a game, chances are they're probably going to win the game. If we haven't forced them to run 20 times a game, chances are you have a very good shot of winning. Same thing with the Cowboys. If you limit their, the times that Cowboys are running the game, you have a very good chance of beating the Cowboys. Um, and Kellen Moore <laughs> has to realize that if you get Zeke and Pollard going early, it's a long game defensively. It opens up everything that Dak can do um, and takes off the pressure off of Dak. You put more pressure on him for the first three quarters, it's kind of hard. Fourth quarter, Dak, is, like I've said before, fourth quarter, Dak, I will, I'll pay him $40 million if he can give me that fourth quarter, Dak, for four quarters. Um, but we're consistently not seeing that, and that's a, the knock on Dak. Now, the same knock we get, get on Dak, you can get on a lot of other quarterbacks. We'll see what happens come playoff time. Now, college football playoff time. I had a feeling TCU wasn't going <laughs> to go out of there, but they should have dropped. They should have not been ranked third. They should have at least been fourth. Because um, like Shannon Sharp said, why is it that every team that lost dropped in the polls except for one? When you had Alabama and Georgia get in, one of those teams lost, and that team that lost dropped. Every year, someone loses come championship week, and they drop in the polls no matter what. Now, all of a sudden, you have three undefeated teams, and it's like, regardless of whether they win or lose, they should be in. So why were you even playing that game? You should have said, hey, these three teams are in no matter what. We're just, we're, just, we're just deciding on is USC going to get in or not. Correct. Um, now, TCU got in. Um, I think they're going to get their butt whipped by Michigan, so it's not going to even matter. I think Michigan is just going to beat them so bad that people are going, well, see, that's why they probably shouldn't have got in. Do you think that they didn't drop them? Because they go, okay, if we put Ohio State at three, we're going to have Ohio State-Michigan again, round two. 
they're going to get TCU's going to get killed by Georgia. So then it's one of those two teams versus that. So did you think they went and said, well, we don't want them two to play again. We'll leave TCU there. We'll basically secure that Michigan's going to be in. And if somehow or another Ohio State beats Georgia, then we'll have Michigan-Ohio State, which some people say, which I think is the second greatest rivalry in college football. Ohio State-Michigan as a national champ, which is great. Or they have the two top teams in Georgia and Michigan. So I think that's what their playing is because I don't think TCU is going to have – Michigan plays D. And this whole we're going to come back on you in the fourth quarter that TCU loves to do, and they're not going to be able to do it. They're going to shut down – what is it, Dugan, Duggan? Yeah, Matt Duggan. And they're you take him out of the game, you will you you're done with them. You, you'll be done. Um, and TCU got worn down defensively. Michigan's going to run the ball, pound it. They're an old school type of team. Uh, so like I said, I like Michigan and I like Georgia and our national championship game. And now we'll talk about that later. Yes. Yeah, speaking of college football, so my question to you is. In your opinion, why has it been come in college football and in the NFL where you have the Heisman Trophy winners or the trophy candidates, I should say, and the MVP candidates have now become to where if their team is considered one of the best? Um, in college football, if your team is top five, top four, um, worst case, top ten, your shot of being a Heisman Trophy candidate is pretty much 100%. Uh, versus if you lose two or three games, you're done. Um, you can be the best college football player out there, but you're done. Same thing with the NFL. If you have someone, you know, you got 2,000 yards rushing, um, but you have this quarterback who's lead, led his team to, you know, only two losses, that quarterback probably more than likely is going to win MVP. Um, so my question is to you, have you seen it go that way? And what's your opinion on it? First of all, <clears throat> the my thoughts on those are, for whatever reason, the Heisman and the MVP races have all gone, they go towards quarterbacks. Uh, people were saying B. John Robinson is a Heisman candidate. I was telling myself the only way he will be a Heisman candidate is if Texas is playing for the national championship. If they're in the playoffs, that's it. Minute they lose one game, he's done. I mean, unless I mean he could have, I think even if he had Texas had the season they did, and he rushed for, let's say some ridiculous, he rushed for 2,000 yards in these games. He averaged 150 yards plus a game, two touchdowns, three touchdowns. He wouldn't be up for the Heisman. He's not a quarterback for one. NFL, it's the same thing. It's a quarterback league. Right now, everybody's saying the favorite is hurt. Jalen Hurt. Because why his team's eleven and one, or twelve and one, whatever they are, and that's the only reason. If he was to lose against the Bears, and they lost against Dallas, he would go from MVP favorite to now maybe not even being in the race. Now they're giving it back to Mahomes, and Mahomes is winning. You know, for when Josh Allen was undefeated, it was Josh Allen. As soon as the Bills started losing, now it's not Josh. Whoever it is. They give it to whoever's like leading first place, and that's what they do it for. Um, 
And it's, I think it's BS too. I mean, why does it have to go to a quarterback? Why can't it go to somebody? Hey, they kept their, their team in it. You know, uh, I'm not, I'm just using this as a complete example, but look at golf and the lions golf has come back and had a great season. And now the lions are a hot team. We're really, you may not want to play them come playoff time. Now, will he be no, in any, if they were to win out, get into the playoffs, he's not even going to be in the MVP race. No one will care about what he did because we'll look at his record. They snuck into the playoffs. That's, a, and I don't know why they can, you can't put winning with the best ever to be that thing. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the whole thing with uh, Shannon and Skip Bayless getting into it. Um, how you compare apples to oranges, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Someone's not like, yeah, that whole thing with Tom Brady's not playing good this year. Um, and everyone's always going to go play for the 49ers next year. He's going to go play for this team next year. He's going to go play for that team next year. Um, I think he's starting to see that maybe it's time for him to hang it up. Um, now, could he come back and play? More than likely, he probably could. Um, but yeah, some of the, some 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 of those things that is just becoming, you know, what your quarterback is doing lately. Um, you know, yeah. If certainly if your team is the top, then yeah. Um, you know, but the thing is with the NFL, um, if your quarterback wins MVP, more than likely you're not going to make it to the Super Bowl. So I'm totally fine with the Eagles being number one seed. I'm totally fine with <laughs> Jalen Hurts being the number, you know, MVP. He can have it. The Cowboys will give it to him. Um, I think what a lot of people now are seeing is what if the Dallas Cowboys do have to go to Lincoln Financial Field and they do have to make that one drive to go down there and secure the win. And you're seeing Dak Prescott do it. He did it against um, what what team was that? Where you drove it downfield to set up the field goal? Um, was it the Lions? Yeah, no, they blew the Lions out. No, uh, but there was like right before half, they drove it down the field like fifty. They drove it down yards to get a to get, get a, a field, field goal. Um, then you had uh, last week, he drove it ninety eight yards to to win the game. Uh, so we've seen him do that now as building his confidence. Confidence. And they're seeing what the offense can do when they're on. Um, now, he just has to elevate his game one game, one or two games, to get us to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, he can easily beat the 49ers with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Um, I'm not kind of worried about that. I'm not worried about Tom Brady and that offense because their offense is kind of you know, hit and miss. Um, our defense, I think, if they can put pressure on them, is good. Um, so it's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens and where the Cowboys fall. Um, I think it's shaping up to where they're going to have to go to Tampa Bay and win. They're going to have to go to Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia and win. Um, and then they may have to go back to Minnesota and win there. They may have to go to San Francisco and win. You never know. It's going to be a tough road, but you know, I'm yeah, I'm still banking that the Cowboys have a shot. Uh, but yeah, for sure. Team. I mean, we. It's funny though, and they figure it out. They did. They struggled this game. I'm going to give it that. They did struggle. They had a bad game, like I said, but they won an ugly bad game. 
Um, yes, it almost gave me a heart attack and all this other <laughs> stuff, but um, when they figure it out, like Texas Longhorns figured it out little too late in the season, run, 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 let's set up the pass. Yep. They tried to do that in one drive, Randy. You missed it. They did the, All they did was run the ball, and they were getting yardage, and they tried to run it too much when they got down there to the one-yard line. They became too predictable. That's that, what you get. Now you set it up, and that's when they couldn't get in there on fourth and one, and they yeah. tried to run it, and Zeke lost two yards because you were too predictable. I And Chelsea was there and said, if they run the ball, they're getting stopped. They need a play-action pass, do a rollout. We've talked about it, blue in the face. Um, and they should have done something there. Same thing with the, you know, you can't get too predictable. When they figure it out, let's let Zeke run. Let's let Pollard run. Okay, Zeke's getting those tough yards. Let's run more Zeke. Okay, Pollard's breaking more. He's doing, he's running a little bit better. They're, you know, they're too slow. Uh, Pollard's too fast for him, so let's run Pollard. And let's let the run set up the pass. When they do that, they're dangerous and they're they're unstoppable. And yeah, we've shown that, it in the past. Yeah, that drive I that. did, I did see that one on replay. Um, that's the one where Diggs uh, got the fumble and then did his little. I'm gonna run back 20 yards and then come back. Yeah, guys. Yeah, um, that drive at the end when it failed that third and goal. That I thought was the perfect time to kind of have that fake the handoff, and roll out and either throw it or run it. Um, we haven't seen that a whole lot. It's been when they get down to the goal line, it's hand it or we're just going to throw it to the tight ends. Correct. Kellen Moore's kind of gotten predictable with that. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll see. Um, hopefully he's just playing, you know, possum and making it look like something. You know, he's going to have to elevate, you know, elevate his coaching game when it comes playoff time. If they do. To it's it. a big, you know, if we win against Jacksonville on Sunday, uh, we're, we're guaranteed a playoff spot, which is good. Uh, and then, you know, that leaves a couple games with the Eagles, Washington, and then, of course, Tennessee. Um, so it'll be Jacksonville, the Eagles, the Titans, and then, of course, the end of the season with the Commanders, which will probably end up losing that game because I'm figuring that's the Cowboys will give their starters a bye. So uh, they'll give them some rest. Unless the division's on the line. Then, you know, division, then, then, you know, know, who knows uh, from there. But um, we'll see. Like I said, you know, um, it's been a difficult thing. You know, you starting to trust that Dak can do it. but we'll see. You know, playoff time's a different. It's a different animal. It's a different beast. Um, you know, I think if they, could be that road, if they could go on the road and they play Tampa Bay, uh, and they beat Tampa Bay, I think that will give them all. They'll know. Hey, we've knocked this. We've beat Brady in the playoffs. They'll be on a high. The first time in Brady's career that they beat him. So. Uh, yeah, he's never lost to Dallas, so that it scares me. But we'll see. We'll we'll dive into it, of course, more as the playoffs come into. But let's wrap this segment up. What was your final thoughts in your small business shutout? Excuse me. Wrap this segment up. R- wrap this podcast up. Sorry. <laughs> you don't think you don't think people, uh, but on the real, um, yeah. So. Final thoughts, again, no matter what you're cooking this holiday season for Christmas um, or whatever holiday you're celebrating, 
Um, definitely um, just enjoy cooking. Cook it to the right temperatures. Uh, prep work. Uh, and again, if you don't have don't know or have a question, be sure to ask. Um, whether it's on email, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever the case may be is, um, ask it. Um, and either we'll answer it. If you ask it on the video, someone will answer it. Sometimes you'll get some dumb responses. Um, read those out and look for those ones that are actually giving interesting feedback um, or answering the question in a way that you think. My small business shout-out was Blazing Bones and Barbecue, so be sure to check out BlazingBones.com. He's got some amazing rubs down in Houston. Again, he is now at the Texan, uh, which is, you know, like a Bucky's. Uh, the Texan, so definitely give go by there if you're in those area. Come across one, stop in there, pick up some stuff, support that small business, keep him busy. Uh, and, of course, if you want to give our stuff a try, uh, just go to BigSalinasBarbecue.com, order rubs and sauces. We would definitely get those out in the mail for you. Hopefully, they would get to you in Christmas time. But if not, they will get to you before the new year. Um, so you can cook with love. Um, you know, you can set that meal on fire. Uh, and just remember... Give our stuff a try. You never know. Just may get hooked. <clears throat> big face, big flavor, big Salinas. That's it for sure. Uh, like you said, you can't go wrong. Try to give that stuff a try. Um, if you're in the neighborhood of the Texan and pick it up, let's definitely help out the small businesses, especially this time of year. Uh, let's look after all of them. And of course, my small business shout out was an shout out and event um, is for the look. Dine-In Cinemas of Dallas on Northwest Highway. That's 10110 Technology Boulevard East. Uh, they're doing a movie night for our brother slash ex-producer and Chris Bustos. Uh, they'll be showing Pulp Fiction. Money going towards him will go towards helping him out with his medical bills and bills as he is recovering from a serious infection. Uh, lucky they were able to catch it in time. Uh, definitely go check it out. It is Wednesday, December 21st. Um, if you will have the link in below or you will have it on my Facebook page on Junior Salinas. There's also another one going around. Or like you said, we may just buy tickets or we may just donate some money. Uh, you can buy the tickets or donate. Whichever you would like to do, any amount will be grateful, will be thanked uh, for sure for that. Like I said, Go check it out if you haven't watched Pulp Fiction on the big screen. Might be your perfect time to do it. Get away from the kiddos for a little bit. Uh, and definitely go check it out. Uh, can't go wrong helping him out. Uh, he is family, so we will definitely be looking after him uh, as well. So, and like I said, Randy said it a bit, you know, try our stuff. You may just get hooked. Uh, but when you're out there cooking, be safe, be smart, do it with love, do it with passion, and we will see you down the road.